When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst. My family's Nigerian, right? Just imagine <laughs> if, 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 if Coach Prime, if Coach Prime beats Colorado, 21 point underdog. Just imagine, I will not know what to do with myself. <laughs> Betters, people, people who bet money, they will win thousands of, of millions of dollars. Eh? Just imagine, if you win this game, this Coach Prime will be a, a super, super, superman. Superstar. Su- Superman. <laughs> Welcome to the best show on the radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. You got my man, Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We think on the mighty ESPN radio as well as the ESPN app. Don't forget about us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. We continue to take your calls, getting plenty, plenty of reaction from you. We believe the San Francisco 49ers right now the best team in the NFL. You can agree or disagree, but we want to hear about it at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll take your calls in a matter of minutes. But we got those teams that are the undefeateds. You got San Francisco, you got Dallas Cowboys, you got the Miami Dolphins, etc. Then you got Harry, what I like to call Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the whoa, Atlanta whoa. Falcons. Okay. You feel okay. better? All yes. in your feelings about them damn Falcons. We Thank get you. it. Thank you. We get it. We understand it. You're happy about them. They're 2-0. You want to do your bird call. I understand. I understand. <gasps> there we go. I knew it was only a matter of time. So, yes, I do not want to, I do not want to slap on your Falcons Thank that you. are undefeated to start the season. There, you feel better. So, then, anyway. But then we have on the other side of that what I like to call the defeated, that they have not won a game yet. These 0-2 teams, Bears, Bengals, Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, Patriots, Texans, Vikings. From the We Know This Now So You department, teams that started 0-3 have only a 2.4% chance of making the playoffs since the Felix Man do a 12-team postseason format in 1990 and in the Super Bowl era. Only 6 out of 251 teams that have started a season 0-3 have made the playoffs. Now, Sam Acho believes the New England Patriots can ill afford, when he joins about an hour ago, ESPN football analyst, he believes that with the opening being there, with the Jets having an injured quarterback, despite their defense and skill position guys, they got Zach Wilson back at quarterback. He believes the Pages can ill afford to start their season 0-3. Harry, what team or teams are out there? You say to yourself, man, y'all start 0-3. Y'all can forget it for 2023. Um, I'm going to go number one with the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a team that a lot of people thought coming off a playoff berth last year, even though they blew a 27-point lead that they were going to be able to build off at least going to the playoffs and making the playoffs. And when you look at all the money that they put into their defense and the defensive-minded head coach Brandon Staley, that's how he got his job. And the defense has been one of the sole reasons why this team is 0-2 right now at the moment. So for me, it's the Los Angeles Chargers. They they play a – who do they play this weekend? I'm trying to – Look Los, it up. Los Angeles Chargers. I don't have they no have, internet right now. That, so. oh, oh, really? Hanging out in Chicago? No internet for you? Boo. They played the Minnesota Vikings. Also another they play, 0-2 they, team. They play the Vikings. And the Vikings are, are a team that should be 2-0, honestly, right now, if it wasn't for them and their turnovers 
and, and giving away the football. So this is a big one for the Chargers. Also, not just them as a team, but I think for Brandon Staley as the head coach. Because I think the last thing you want to start, the last thing you want to do is start 0-3 if you're him. And you already heard him be a little feisty in his media, in his interviews, mm-hmm. when someone asked him about last year if this was a carryover from that 27 to nothing point lead that he blew versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then I will go the second team for me would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. They play, on, they play on Monday Night Football versus the Los Angeles Rams. And I think that's a team with Joe Burrow not fully being health, healthy that they can ill afford to go 0-3 this season. If you were the coach, if you're Zach Taylor, you're the head coach of this team, you know you got a compromised quarterback. Rams defense played pretty good so far in the first couple of games this season. Mm-hmm. Are you putting him out there on Monday night as a compromised quarterback, no matter what kind of protestations that Joe Burrow is going to bring to the table? I'll be honest with you, Freddie. I can't do it. I, I can't do it because there's always a bigger picture. We're talking about a guy who has the highest and the, the biggest contract in NFL history. No, I can't do that because he's too valuable to my organization, and we know what it looks like when he is healthy. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can risk that right now. One of the things about Cincinnati, and even Joe Burrow said they're going to be day by day and everything like that, no matter what happens with Cincinnati, they fall to 0-3. As talented as they are, mentally tough as well, they're not making the playoffs. But I'm with you about the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think there's any doubt that. They fall to 0-3. As much of a defense – that Tom Telesco, and I've known Tom for more than a minute, the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers, as much as he wants him to be that guy and be his guy in Brandon Staley, there'll be no defense with that because people look at him and say, you know what, you like this guy, but it doesn't seem like he has what it takes. He doesn't have the stuff to be the kind of coach you believe he can be. And for a guy that's will be a defensive guy, Brandon Staley, they don't look that good defensively. Oh, and now you got a Kirk Cousins. Right. Now you got a Kirk Cousins about to roll in there who's thrown for at least 330 yards in his first two games against pretty good defenses. Tampa Bay's defense been better than advertised, and the Eagles, they're going to find that. They're going to get that right when it comes on defense. I don't have any doubt about that when it comes to the Eagles team. Now you go out to run to Kirk Cousins, who's going to look at your team and say, man, y- y'all let Ryan Tannehill do that to you at times? Watch what I do with Justin Jefferson and also anybody else I can throw the football to. If they fall to 0-3, that drumbeat is going to get louder and louder and louder, Harry, when it comes to Brandon Staley not being the guy for the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and I wonder if that happens, are you going to hear those voices in the locker room that, that say, you know what, do we believe in Brandon Staley as our head coach? Do, do we hmm. think he's the guy that's you know putting us in the best positions to be successful if, if you fall to 0-3? Because after they play the Minnesota Vikings, they have the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's, in the, that's a division game. And anything can happen in that. And then after they play the Raiders, they have the Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back weeks. Oh, boy. Things can get ugly for the Chargers as quick as you snap your finger. (laughs) That was pretty pretty quick by you. Well done. Meanwhile, somebody agrees with us in terms of Brandon Steele, the coach of the Chargers. And I'm with you. They fall to 0-3. It's going to get ugly, ugly, ugly for him. He will not have no alibi. Chris Canty, co-host of Unsportsmanlike. You can catch him, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He said the reason the Chargers are here is because they had a chance to go get the guy they really needed but decided to pass on Sean Payton. 
when it comes to the Chargers, I got no answers for you. Because if your coach is already on the hot seat, if there's a chance that you could fire him after the first four games of the season, if there is a chance that you could do that, then it was a mistake to run it back with Brandon Staley when it was clear that Sean Payton, one of the best football minds that was out there, was interested in your job. But the fact that you passed on Sean Payton to give Brandon Staley the opportunity to prove that he was a good coach this year, after you're talking about the way that they ended the season last year, blowing a 27 nothing lead in the playoffs is absolutely ridiculous. This franchise, I, I know people don't want to associate them with being a dumpster fire, but it's pretty bad. I wouldn't say dumpster fire. I'm not going to say a team that last year got to the playoffs and a 27 nothing lead has gone from that to a dumpster fire. Yeah, I agree with that part. But many people wondered about Brandon Staley being their head coach. And it was as if the Los Angeles Chargers were trying to speak it into power. You know, we believe in this guy. We, oh, He made some mistakes. He's learning on the job. Yeah, he's not going to go for as much as fourth quarters. We believe he's going to get the defense right. We got an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert, and we're still having the same conversations. Here it is three years into Brandon Staley if he can be that guy. They fall to 0-3. There'll be no defense anymore because this season could really, really get away if you're the Chargers after making the playoffs one year and then you're 0-3 to start the next year. Now, the part I definitely agree with Chris Canty is the simple fact that Sean Payton wanted that job. Yes, he did. He wanted that job. Yes, he did. You're talking about a guy who at a, at a, at a time in New Orleans where, you know, everything, people were down. He was able to bring that city back hope. Because of his offensive play calling and his pairing with Drew Brees, I would have loved to see Justin Herbert mm. with a guy like Sean Payton. I really would have. I would have loved to see that. I had to witness Sean Payton and Drew Brees for 10 years of my life. <laughs> or should I say nine years because I played them once when I was in Tennessee. But at eight years, I had to deal with that. And I, I seen how magical it was. I, I, I see the attention to detail that Sean Payton uh, pays attention to. And you look at Russell Wilson right now. Russell Wilson, I'm not saying he's a world beater at the moment. Right. But Sean Payton has showed the ability to adapt because what we've seen from Russ in the last game and that deep ball, those two guys being able to mirror things together. Sean Payton doing a lot of the things that he wants to do, but understanding that Russell Wilson and what he does well is uh, also and marrying those things together so it looks better than it did a season ago already right now. Now, it's not where it needs to be, right. but it looks better. Yeah. But think about if Justin Herbert could be with a guy like Sean Payton mm. versus being with Brandon Staley as his head coach. Yeah, and Justin Herbert, he's not the problem. I know plenty of people say well, you got to win those games and think of what. He wasn't out there giving up touchdowns or giving up drives where you give your team a lead and your defense can't hold it, and your coach is supposed to be a defensive guy when it comes to Brandon Staley. Either way, they're playing another team that can ill afford to go 0-2 when it comes to Minnesota. And if they're not able to find a way to win that game when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers, it's going to get very ugly in one of America's greatest cities in that place in Los Angeles with that football team. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We believe the San Francisco 49ers right now the best team in the NFL. What say you at Triple Eight? say ESPN? 888-729-3776. Speaking of Los Angeles, that's the home of Jeff. Jumping Jeff, who's the best team in the NFL and why? Man, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, period. Right? It's just the play that we've been showing so far. I mean, over the past couple of seasons, I mean, any quarterback you throw in Shanahan's system, just it just tends to shine. If it's Garoppolo, it's Purdy. 
we didn't really get to see the, the Trey kid as much. But I think it's time that we start calling the Niners America's team. Well, we're oh. not going to do that. Whoa. I'm not going to have this Slow kind of slander as a Cowboys Slow fan right now. We're not <laughs> going to have that from you there, Josh in Los Angeles, <laughs> Jeff in Los Angeles. We're not going to be having that, but not for nothing. We keep we also have great teams in the history of the NFL. 49ers always seem to get overlooked. I know they weren't great in the NFL in the 50s and 60s. I get it. But they've been that gold standard modern franchise ever since they started winning in the 80s and throughout the 90s and the 2000s. And Kyle Shanahan has been able to continue that. They were a bad quarterback play away from winning a Super Bowl when Jimmy Garoppolo missed that throw versus Kansas City. They were a bad fourth quarter from being the Los Angeles Rams. They let that one get away from them. I don't care what anybody says. They lost that game more than the Rams won it for the Rams to get to the Super Bowl. And last year, both of the quarterbacks had the blood knocked out of them in that game versus Philadelphia. They've been that gold standard team. Not America's team, but they've been gold standard enough in San Francisco. Yeah, and I look at the 49ers back when I was playing, Freddie, when Jim Harbaugh was the head coach there and him winning Uh uh, coach of the year in his first season and having a phenomenal record. And then having that Super Bowl appearance against his brother John Harbaugh before he lost that and then followed that up with another NFC championship appearance before losing to the Seattle Seahawks. Now they went through a little spell, like I think for two or three seasons, but Kyle Shanahan became the head coach of that team. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. They were able to get things together. And I think now they have been consistent over the last five or six years and showing that, yes, they're going to be a force to reckon with, not just in the NFC, but throughout the National Football League on a consistent basis. Ryan in Missouri, thanks for hitting us up on the Freddie and Harry hotline. Who is the best team in the NFL and why, Ryan? Yeah, hey, happy Friday. Hey, I'm big-time Cowboys fans, but I think at this point in time we got to go with San Francisco as the number one team, you know, until the Cowboys can prove that they can be as physical as San Francisco throughout the whole year and into the playoffs. Uh, I think right now it's still. Until October 8th, we get on primetime. We'll be about that action, but until then, <laughs> I think it's San Francisco. I like that. Ryan calling his shot. Hey, he said with I'll, his I'll, chest. I'll, all I can think about is um, it was last year. I can't remember who the 49ers were playing. Mm-hmm. And there's a rap song, and in the lyrics it says, you can send your best man. You're going to lose your best hitter. And Debo posted that. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jalen Ramsey okay. he was going against. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me, Jalen Ramsey. It was, it was J- Jalen Ramsey, and Debo had got the best of him in, that, in, in one of those matchups. And Listen, we're talking about a team the 49ers. They walk out with a damn boom box. <laughs> they walk out with a boom box, and it's Debo and it's Trent Williams. You walk, you got a team that walk out with a boombox, they bought that business. Not, not we're going to listen to the boombox in the locker room right. and go out on the football field. Yeah. We're going to bring the damn boombox on the football field as we're entering the field. Because that team is brutal. They are cruel. They are efficient. And they're they do not action, care. And they're about that boombox. Didn't that man just jab somebody? Gave him a little soft jab last night. How was he not? How was Trent Williams not thrown out of that game? I've seen hey, guys throw walk less. Walking Hall of Famer. Walking Hall of Famer. Yeah, wrong oh, is let's wrong. Get, let's get Dev in on this one. Oh, no, now you can Dev. get Dev riled How up. How you feel about Trent Williams We're going to get Dev riled up now, Devin Kane, Giants fan. He's riled up now. Listen, I, I, he obviously should have been kicked out of the game, but I said in our pre-show meeting, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That has something to do with it. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It shouldn't. Wrong is wrong, period. <laughs> because I've seen guys do less and get thrown out of the game. True wrong story. is wrong as far True. as that goes. Hey, Harry, did you ever did you ever do that to anybody on the field? Of course I did. What happened to you? Did what you get kicked you? out? No, I didn't get kicked out. I got flagged, though. You know why? Because you, you were sneaky about it. You no, did. actually, oh, wow. I remember we you, played Devin. Buffalo in Toronto. Yeah. And we were going down to score, try to t- score a touchdown to win the game. And mm-hmm. someone said something very, very disrespectful to me. And I gave him a damn three piece. And there was flags everywhere. 
And my head coach dog cussed me on the side. He was like, what in the F are you doing? We're going to win a game. It is just, it just, the, what he said to me just. Just triggered it, it, you? It triggered me to another level, Freddie. It wait, was, wait, so, was, it was wearing, so disrespectful. Was he wearing a helmet? Did you punch somebody with a helmet yeah, on? I was going to say. Yeah. As a wide receiver. With your hands? I did. As a wide receiver. Boy, you must have been really PO'd. It was very disrespectful. Yeah. I, I, Hold on. I, was it a – I'm always interested in this. Me too. I want to hear the it, rest was of this. this. A, was it a closed fist punch or is it kind of a slap so you don't really hurt yourself that bad if, because he has so a it was, it was one fist punch, punch, uh, punch and the rest of them were slaps. Okay. Do you say something bad about your family? Oh, yeah. You, okay. He because if you, if you start with a slap, it's kind of like right, – well, It's still not a good idea outside somebody's helmet. <laughs> but if you start it's, with a punch and then follow up with a slap. That may be even worse against somebody's <laughs> helmet. <laughs> Rod- that may be, be worse. Roddy came to the sideline. <laughs> he had to say something terrible yeah, to you for you to too. do that. He had to say something bad to you. I mean, all, somebody can say that that magic term or those magic words as far as that goes. <laughs> wow, wow. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together. And Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing with the calls at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you about who's the best in the NFL. And what kind of Justin Fields do you think we're going to see this weekend after all that conversation Wednesday and Thursday and they're about to play the Kansas City Chiefs, the Big Bad Wolf, and Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Devin. Not Devin Kane, but Devin in Montana. Devin, what you got to say about Justin Fields, my friend? Uh, I just think that Eberflus uh, isn't the, the right coach for a quarterback. You know, that hey, Devin, you got right. to turn, turn your radio down, boss, so we can hear you clearly. I guess we'll move on from Devin. Kent in South Carolina. Kent, what you got, my friend? Kent Harry, how's it going? How's it going? We're good, brother. How how things in the the Palmetto State? Everything's great. I'm not on high on my Falcons here. I'm a Bengals fan. Of course, they ain't going to do anything close to the Super Bowl. Last Joe can't stay on the field. That's our quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's, he's like he's hurt by the wind anymore. But uh, Did you call him Glass Joe? Glass Joe, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out. Glass wow. Joe. Kid went old school savage on that one. Wow. Now, I love, I love my boy, but the man's got to stay on the seat. He just got paid. He better start playing. So, so uh, Justin Fields, same thing. And I am no Buckeye fan. I graduated in University of Kentucky, class of 2000. Ew. Justin Fields Yuck. is a <laughs> yeah, we got Louisville versus Kentucky right now. Go ahead, kid. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah well, you know, we won't talk about the little bro- brother up the street there. We'll take that from the conversation. He's landing rights and left. We won't talk about the Kentucky Pussycats either. Hey, hey, hey. Pause. Hey, my man Ben Trooper played tight end for, for uh, the Titans and for Florida Gators. He's the CEO of our helmet company, too. Look for that, Apex R90. Nice. Um, Nice. He'll tell nice. you. He'll nice. tell you about the Kentucky Wildcats. Of course, he'll tell you that we're going to beat them or beat the brakes off them in Lexington here in a couple of weeks. But, but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. If you want, you want to talk about coaches down there in Los Angeles Chargers. What about that Chicago coach? You knew what you were getting with Justin Fields. Just like the Browns knew what they were getting with Baker Mayfield. Now look what Baker's doing down in Tampa. You knew what kind of player he was. You knew what he was going to bring. You know what he brought last year. Now you want to change the way he plays and then start throwing shade on him? No, let Justin talk. Let Justin talk and let Justin play. Let Justin cook. And, and, and let that man get out there and do what he does. You talk about story franchises, he has a better chance of taking the Bears deep into the playoffs if he can play the way he wants to play 
them so-called America's team that ain't been America's team since Dak Prescott was wondering what a football was back in the early <laughs> 1990s when he was still a baby. Because, you know, those Cowboys ain't doing nothing until Jerry Jones is gone. Well, I agree with the last part in terms of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones being gone, but that's not happening anytime soon. But I'm not going to have this slander about the Cowboys not being America's team. I'm not going to put up with this foolishness from you people in the 50 states and all the chips at sea. As a Cowboys fan, I've had enough of this about having other teams America's team when we know who America's team is. Like it or not, fair and fair, good or bad. Cowboys are America's team. I'm not standing for this, Harry Douglas. I'm not going to put up with this any longer. No, I don't, I don't blame you, Freddie. I mean, at least, I mean, you got one of your two teams. You just love that, don't you? You just love that, don't you? You got one of your two teams still undefeated. Mr. Coleman, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're, you're such a troll. You really are. You really are. Jonathan in Florida, who's the best team in the NFL and why, my friend? All right. First and foremost, I want to say good afternoon, my brothers. How y'all doing? We're good, God Jonathan. Well. God bless you, too. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, we're, gonna get, we're gonna get started, man. Uh, three on five. Take it to the high, but we got that five. You hear me? Two because of a lower. Playing his butt off, okay. Tyreek is having a monster here. All right. I know Jalen got a little water injury um, problem, but it's all good. Monster out here getting to the end zone on the goal line. I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm loving the Dolphins right now, man. I love when he I said the three o. I love when he said the three o five. He pulled like Trick Daddy. Take it to the house and. Uh. Take it to the house, take it to the house, I like take it that. to the house. Represent the 305. <laughs> you can make a case for the Dolphins, and they're only going to get better defensively. Yeah, I think so too, Freddie. Um, having Vic Vangio come over to this football team and taking over the defense yeah. is going to be very beneficial. Once that defense continue to get acclimated every game, get better, and understand, and Sam Otto touched on this, right? When Absolutely. When, when you Vic have Fangio, a, yeah. You have a, yeah, you have a new system. Each week, each year, that, that, that system is going to hone in on those fellas' mindset and their mental about what they're supposed to do, what they can do, and then you're going to start to see, you know, Coach Fangio, uh, Fangio take things to another dimension. And that defensive line, I think, is going to benefit more than anything. Especially Bradley Chubb because he'll devise more ways to get him on those mismatches against offensive linemen and tight ends. He may only be getting started what he could possibly be for that defense. Because we know that offense, it's not special. It's special, special going on right now in Miami. With yes, two of by Law, Raheem Mostar running the football, and the 4 by 100 team led by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the outside. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save your bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. How do you do that? Like this, by visiting Progressive.com. Each and every week, we have NFL questions, and we have NFL answers. We'll tell you what we know. What we can't wait to see. That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Love Friday. On Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Until you're a smart speaker, it's Love Friday. Love Friday. Play that ESPN Radio. I wish people could have seen Shannon Penn, our producer. He heard this song, Harry. He threw his shirt over his head. <laughs> but, but, but Shannon, I'll be honest with you. Like, listen, we all are married now. We're doing great things in our relationship. But this took this took me back to my college days. No. Don't name names, please. No, no, no. No names, but Freddie. I want to make sure you two stay married. You know, my room stayed with candles. Got a candle in my room. Two of them in my hotel right now. Yeah, you are the my, candle my, monster. I stayed candles with candles in my room in college. Mm-hmm. The things was lit. The slow jams gonna be playing. Had that Napster going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had them black lights in my room. <laughs> what? He was he was shoplifting. I had my three black lights in my room. Shan, he was shoplifting the music and also shoplifting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you know exactly what I mean. He was shoplifting the music and he was shoplifting. Just see Jerry Maguire to see what I'm talking boy. about. Just see Jeremy Gosling talking them about desktop computer uh, speakers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's back when line, you get your music from LimeWire. LimeWire, yeah. oh yeah. Morpheus, Kazai, uh-huh. Napster. Keep going. Yeah, Napster, MySpace, when they have MySpace <laughs> music all over the place. There's all this piracy going on just to make sure you get your groove on. With, mm-hmm. But that's certain special somewhat, whether it was Love Friday or in Carrie's case, Love Week, <laughs> as far as that goes. <laughs> Good Lord. Keep hitting us on Twitter for the be part of Love Friday at Coleman ESPN. He has a lot of energy. Where does he get it from? Yeah. Jeez. Well, who did he get it from? (laughs) (laughs) Each and every week in the NFL, we got plenty of questions, and we also have plenty of answers in terms of this is what we know, and this is what we can't wait to see. So we go through game after game. We're going to have a little flow underneath it. As a matter of fact, we're going to do NFL questions and answers like we do each and every week here on Freddie and Harry. So what is the first game we got? Oh, my goodness! To the end zone, highlight reel! I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby! Give me everything you got! With Freddie and Harry. Patriots at Jets. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for this one. I think what we know about this matchup is that Bill Belichick and his team being 0-2, mm-hmm. Belichick as a head coach is feasting on this matchup. He's wanting to embarrass Zach Wilson. What I need answered is, is, is Zach Wilson going to be able to step up to the challenge yeah. and be there for his football team to help them get a victory and stay afloat in the AFC East? What he said, I completely agree. So let's move on to the next game. Titans at Browns. Here's what I know about this game. I know that the Tennessee Titans 
will be able to run the football against that Browns defense. That's what they do. The Browns have struggled at times trying to keep that run at bay. They've been really good defensively, but they struggle at times in the running game. So that's what I know about this game. What I can't wait to see is what is Deshaun Watson going to look like without Nick Chubb. That offensive line, we know they can open holes, and now he's going to have two different guys, although I think Ford can really be a potential RB1, running back number one for the Cleveland Browns. But this is all on Deshaun Watson. For the first time since he's been, since he's been a Browns player, everything is falling at his feet. That's what I can't wait to see involving this one. What I know about this game is defensive coordinator Jim Swartz, he understands that Derrick Henry is going to get that football. So he's going to bring a lot more people in that box, going to allow his defensive backs to play man coverage. Now, what I need to see, what I need answered in this football game is exactly what you just said, Freddie. How was Deshaun Watson going to be without Nick Chubb? That's the big question. That's what everybody across the world, and especially in this country, is going to be looking at when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Falcons at Lions. Now, what I know about this matchup is that both of these two teams are very, very physical. Mm-hmm. What I need yeah. to see, that if it comes down to a quarterback making a play, is Desmond Ritter going to be able to make more than Jared Goff? That's what I need to see. Here's what I know. B. John Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons is legit. I know Algier, it's a nice one-two punch they have, to your point, Harry, about being physical. But B. John Robinson is legit in the running game, in the passing game, in the pass block game. Now you know why the Falcons decided to use a top 10 pick on him. What I want to see is who replaces David Montgomery for the Detroit Lions because that's been their physical guy, and he's not going to be a part of this game. He's a downhill runner that completely establishes and helps to establish that line of scrimmage for the Detroit Lions. How can they replace him and that physicality? That's what I want to see. It is what we know, what we want to see, part of NFL questions and answers with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. What game is next? It's this one. Saints at Packers. What I know about this matchup is that the Saints defense is one of the top ones in the National Football League. They've been consistent for years and years and years. What I need to see in this matchup is how Jordan Love is going to fare up against that Saints defense that has guys at all three levels. We're talking about defensive line, linebackers, and also within the secondary. So far, Jordan Love has done some phenomenal things, but I want to see how he's going to fare up against this New Orleans Saints defense. Here's what I know. Both of these defenses will make a living hell on Sunday for both of these quarterbacks. I don't care if it's the Packers defense against the Saints and Derek Carr or the Saints defense against the Packers offense. And when it comes to their quarterback, Jordan Love, Both of these defenses are going to make it a living hell on a Sunday for both opposing offenses. What I want to see is if Derek Carr can be more consistent. One touchdown, two interceptions after his first two games. I want to see when you got Chris Olave, who was really becoming the number one wide receiver, and Michael Michael Thomas back in the fold of starting to look like that guy that we're used to seeing where he was can't guard Mike. If both of these guys keep raising their game, you got to have your quarterback being a lot better with the kind of pedigree that Derek Carr has led people to believe, especially the Las Vegas Raiders. That's what I want to see. Texans at Jaguars. Here's what I know. The Texans are going to lose. They'll fight it. They'll be tough. (laughs) They'll be hard. But this is what I know. The Texans are going to lose. What I want to see, how much better can C.J. Stroud continue to get? They're not going to win this game, but don't blame him. He keeps maturing faster and faster before our eyes. And he doesn't have the kind of guys around him, especially the offensive line, that he's going to need. That's what I want to see from C.J. Stroud. 
How much better can he get? Because even in a loss last week, C.J. Stroud was fantastic for the Houston Texans. What I know is that the Houston Texans are not a good football team. (laughs) 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 And the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't look like a good one last week versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So I want to see, are they going to be able to take that out on the Houston Texans? That's what I want to see. How they rebound from that loss against the Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. in which they squandered major opportunities. That's what I want to see. Broncos at Dolphins. What what I know is that that offense for the Miami Dolphins is elite. Mm -hmm. What I want to see is if the Denver Broncos going to actually play defense at some point this season. That's what I want to see in this matchup. Are we going to see the Denver Broncos defense that we've seen in 2022? Or are they going to continue to have question marks and be a mystery? Here's what I know. That Broncos defense is terrible. It really, really is. <laughs> the commanders put up a 35-burger on them before, before Russell Wilson was able to have a chance to make it close. And for pass interference, penalty was called in the end zone. Maybe that game goes to overtime. That's what I know about the Denver Broncos. I don't know what happened in the offseason, but these aren't the same guys I saw last year that kept their team in just about every game, even though they did not even win six games last year. That's what I know. What I want to see is how much better the running game is going to be for Miami. Because at a certain point, teams are going to say, we got to take away Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. we got to take away Jalen Waddell. That could be a fool's errand if you're the Denver Broncos because Miami, their offense, just like San Francisco, is predicated on running the football. And Raheem Mostert, who can still run a 4-3 flat 40 at 31 years of age, if he's even, he's leaving. If you see the back of his jersey, you might just stop running and go to the sidelines. You're not catching that guy. That, that running game with that road runner is going to keep getting better because everybody's going to try to stop the passing, fi- high-flying offense of the Miami Dolphins. That's what I want to see. Panthers at Seahawks. Here's what I know. Bryce Young's not starting a quarterback, which may not be a bad thing for Bryce Young. Let somebody else get beat on behind that offensive line and Andy Dahl come on down. What? Yeah, exactly. That's what I know. It's gonna be he's gonna be hit like a pinata a lot on Monday night when they play <laughs> on Sunday when they play the Seattle Seahawks. That's what I know. What I want to see if the Seattle Seahawks continue to ramp up what I saw last week. They didn't look like a playoff game. They looked like a team the first week of the season against the Rams that expected that the Rams were not going to be any good and they need to go out there and play physical NFC West style football. And they got the brakes beaten off by Los Angeles Rams. They look like a Seahawks team that I thought it was at the beginning of the season. I want to see if they can continue, Harry, to ramp that up and trampoline off to that to be the kind of team I think can still be a sneaky team in the NFC. Yeah, what we know is that Bryce Young is injured. He won't be playing in this game. And like you mentioned, Freddie, that might be a good thing right now. Let, you know, Andy Dalton go out there and be that pinata like you said. Now, what I need to see is that after having a great win last week versus the Detroit Lions, I don't want to see – the Seattle Seahawks lose to the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. That, that will be devastating, I think, to their football team, especially when you look at a team that thinks that think they can make the playoffs and, and try to go somewhere down the line. So that that's what I want to see. Part of the weekend preview, getting ready for the NFL when it comes to week three without questions and answers on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Just simply go to Geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. Thanks for joining us here in this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Bring us that love on social media at Coleman ESPN. Love Friday. And at H. Douglas 83. Speaking of needing a win for that kind of love, on Separation Saturday in college football, we got six different matchups involving teams ranked in the top 25. Who needs to get that win more? Is it Dabo Sweeney Clemson playing Florida State? 
or Nick Saban in Alabama about to play Ole Miss? Our answers are next on ESPN Radio's Love Friday. Love Friday. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Love Friday. On Freddie and Harry with me, Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio on this Separation Saturday. College football action tomorrow as Utah will host UCLA. Utah number 11 in the country. UCLA number 22. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. That's one of six top 25 matchups involving teams ranked in the top 25. Number 19, Colorado. Number 10, Oregon. 3.30 on ABC. You got number 15, Ole Miss. Number 13, Alabama. 3.30 on CBS. Then right after that, com- coming down the line, number 14, Oregon State. Number 21, Washington State. That's at 7 o'clock Eastern time on Fox. NBC at 7.30. Number 6, Ohio State. Number 9, Notre Dame. Harry Dawson crew will be part of the college game. They catch it on YouTube and on the ESPN YouTube channel. And 7.30, CBS, seven, number 24, Iowa. Number 7, Penn State. And can't forget about Florida State as they try to reestablish themselves. The ACC is number 14 in the country. They play Clemson at noon Eastern time on ABC. Between Dabble Sweeney and Nick Saban, which one really needs to get that win the most out of those two at Alabama playing Ole Miss and Clemson playing Florida State? And both of those games we played on their home fields. Ooh, I'm going to go with Dabble. I'm going to go with Dabble. Even though I think both of these teams are struggling at the quarterback position. I right. know coming into the season we thought Kate Klubnick was going to be mm-hmm. one of those guys that's in the Heisman Trophy race. That has not been the case. And in week one, he was outplayed by Riley Leonard and the Duke Blue Devils. But ever since Clemson lost Trevor Lawrence, right. the dark cloud for them has been the quarterback position. Right. Also, I think you know the skill position players from the wide receiver standpoint hasn't been at the level in the height that the Clemson Tigers have wanted. But Dabble is a guy who doesn't use a transfer portal. And when you have guys transferring out of your school and then you don't use a transfer portal and you're not big on the new comings and the new things that's in college football, that's going to set your program back and allow a team like Florida State in which you're playing this weekend who's now ranked fourth in the country to catch up to you. Alabama, I can't say they, they, they ignore the transfer portal when you had mm-hmm. a guy like Jamison Williams, you had a guy like Jameer Gibbs came in and, be, and was, were instant, you know, uh, electricity for their offenses. Right. So, and then when you look at Nick Saban and what he's been able to do recruiting-wise, I did the early signing day for college football in high school last year, and Nick Saban had the number one recruiting class. I'm worried about Clemson and Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney more so than I am Nick Saban in Alabama. I'm going to go on the other side because what you said is actual and factual when it comes to Dabo Sweeney. But if you're Nick Saban and you've been the boss of college football and all of a sudden now you got a guy that used to be a former assistant, Kirby Smart, where his team, Georgia, they're not a boss of college football. Other teams can't wait to take down that Alabama and end that dynasty right here and right now. Hugh Freeze, what he's in Auburn. They're 3-0 to start the season. you got to worry about them. I don't think we're about Texas A&M at a certain point. They may be one for Jimbo Fisher. That's a whole other conversation. But Lane Kiffin, another former assistant at Ole Miss, he would love nothing better of all the trolling he's done with his former boss to have a chance to beat him and kick him when he's down. If you want to reestablish yourself as a potential boss back again in college football, you don't allow Ole Miss to come into your building after the quarterback issues that you had, making decisions going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You can't allow Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss to come in your place because they want to run the football. 
and they want to run it down your throat. They want to show you that the Alabama you want to be is the way we are now at Ole Miss. If you're Nick Saban, you have a chance to beat back those naysayers and those haters out there that have been waiting for your fall, especially a guy like Lane Kiffin that would love nothing better than to set that into motion like the way Steve Sarkeesian, another Saban assistant, did that for Texas two weeks ago. And I'll tell you, Freddie, when I'm looking at this Ole Miss and Alabama game and I'm looking at Alabama from a defensive perspective uh, the last 10 years and what kind of quarterback has given uh, Alabama Nick Saban defense problems it's been a dual-threat quarterback. Right now, Jackson Dart for the Ole Miss Rebels, yeah, he's leading that team in rushing. Yeah, 33 right carries, 213 yards, and three touchdowns. On top of having the phenomenal running back, Quinshawn Junkins. So now that's something else that you have to deal with if you're Nick Saban. But when you look at Lane Kiffin, the dark cloud over him has been, hey, they haven't been able to win the big game. He hasn't been yeah. able to get have his team right. They would start 7-0, but then they would lose – three of the last five or four of the last five and really tail off into the whirlwind and not and, uh, into the wind and not in a positive light. So this is an opportunity also for Lane Kiffin to really get things going in the manner that he wants to on the national stage, on a national stage right. for Ole Miss football because he hasn't played in a SEC championship. He hasn't had an opportunity to go to the college football playoffs, but this is another step toward that if uh, – Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are going to be for real. Because Mike Norvell has proven that at Florida State that he can win those big games. Back-to-back years beating LSU, beating Miami. He's been able to win those big games where all of a sudden people look at him and say, we don't need to go up to Deion Sanders now. We got the guy that we want. Lane Kiffin, to your point, those big games in terms of winning those games, they have been lacking. Now, he's completely flipped things around Ole Miss. They have a different, better culture there, and he's been that star in terms of being that celebrity. But you lose Alabama again, then it's going to be like empty calories. Yep. They feel good. That doesn't mean they're going to help you when it's all said and done because Ole Miss trying to be that power in the Southeastern Conference. Six games involving top 25 teams matching against each other is all part of separation side in college football that starts tomorrow. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Zach Wilson said he's going to be better with the ball. We'll see on Sunday. That's next <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.